us. In other words, we can experience the blessings of God when we expect the blessings of God. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 17. You don't have to turn there, but uh, God placed this particular scripture within my heart uh, as I was getting ready to uh, study along these lines. Actually, I was uh, at work today and God dropped this in my heart, this particular verse of scripture. Uh, Luke 17, verse 21. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Father God, we thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you breathe upon us tonight. May our minds and hearts be open to your divine word. May Jesus Christ be revealed by way of the Spirit of God. Father God, we pray tonight that your people would experience divine freedom by way of the Holy Ghost. And Father, we'll be sure to give you all the glory and all of the praise and all of the honor for every deliverance here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The gospel of the kingdom. The scripture said that the kingdom of God is within us. In other words, everything you need to demonstrate and produce kingdom fruit is already within you. You don't have to wait on anything else if you're born again. You've already been empowered with kingdom power and kingdom ability through the Holy Ghost, through faith in Jesus Christ. So the gospel teaching or the gospel, gospel preaching we found out last week it's supposed to produce deliverance for the child of God. When, when gospel preaching, and gospel means the good news, hallelujah, of the kingdom. It's supposed to produce divine deliverance for those who walk by faith in the word of God. And I want to go to our foundational text. I'm going to use this as our foundational text going forward. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus talking, and verse 35. The Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So that's what he preached. He preached the good news of the kingdom. And the Bible says, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So gospel kingdom preaching brings with it deliverance from all spiritual bondage, which we found out last week have their root in the kingdom of darkness. And we looked at uh, Luke chapter 13 as an example of this manifestation 
of, of the powers of darkness wreaking havoc upon a woman who was in covenant relationship with God. And we found out last week that that ought not be. That if you're in covenant relationship with God, you have access to kingdom freedom. No matter what kind of uh, bondage the enemy tries to bring into your life, whatever the curse, however it manifests in your life, Jesus Christ has already set you free. I love Galatians 3.13. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through faith. We have access to kingdom freedom, but most of the church, unfortunately, doesn't know it. But we're going to know it tonight. We're going to We're going to see what the Word of God says concerning our divine freedom in Christ. And let's go to, uh, uh, still in review, uh, Luke chapter 13, and how Jesus dealt with a spirit of infirmity. And again, the kingdom of darkness was the culprit in this situation. We always want to remember that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, the Bible says. So 13 and 11 says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. Let's jump down to verse 16 for time's sake. And Jesus said about that woman, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, again, he identified her as a covenant recipient, a person who was in covenant relationship with God. But he says also concerning her, whom Satan had bound. So he let everyone know that Satan was the culprit. The powers of darkness were the ones who were inflicting this sickness or this bondage upon this lady. He says, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound these 18 years, be loose from this bond? So he called it bondage. How many of y'all know anytime you are under attack... It means the enemy is trying to put you in some type of a bondage. And bondage is not our portion. Divine freedom, we have found out through the scriptures, is our portion 100% of the time. The Bible says, again, whom Satan had bound these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. But she had a covenant right... And you do too. She had a covenant right to experience kingdom freedom. And every person that is born again, you have a covenant right to be free from the curse of the law. To be free from every element of the curse. Whether it be sickness and disease, 
whether it be poverty, whether it be spiritual death, whatever bondage Satan's trying to put on you, you have a divine right and a covenant right for freedom. But you must declare it and you must believe it. Amen? So the gospel of the kingdom talks about deliverance from these things. And we ought to be experiencing that in our everyday lives. Not that we won't come under attack. Not that the enemy won't try to put these things on us. But as we found out in past teachings, he has no legal right to do so. He is a spiritual outlaw. And outlaws is always breaking the law. And they will do it and take advantage of those who don't know their legal rights in Christ or in the kingdom of God. And you and I, as as Jesus stated, we already have kingdom power and kingdom deliverance dwelling on the inside of our reborn spirits by way of the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. So we're not lacking in power. What the church is lacking in is understanding. But once you get understanding that these things ought not be, you can be just like that lady who got set free by Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to set somebody free tonight. He wants to deliver somebody from a bondage that they have been dealing with and putting up with for far too long. Tonight is your night for deliverance. Tonight is your night to see freedom by the power of the Holy Ghost from every power of darkness that has tried to oppress you. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 11. And verse 20. We're still in review, by the way. We went over some of these scriptures last week. But some of y'all may have not have been here, so we want to make sure everybody kind of is on the same level. And this is Jesus talking. He says, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. So, whenever evil spirits are being uprooted... God's kingdom is in manifestation. Make no doubt about it. Whenever you are experiencing deliverance by the power of the Holy Spirit or by the word of God, God's kingdom is in manifestation. I'm reminded of that video that Pastor Larry and Pastor Pat was showing us of that lady who was being delivered in Uganda. If some of you have never seen somebody delivered from the powers of darkness, that's a prime example of how it works and how it looks when evil spirits are at work. And when the man of God commanded the evil spirit to loose that lady, that evil spirit had no choice because the kingdom of God was in manifestation. And all that kingdom power that he was operating in at that moment dwells on the inside of each and every one of you. Know that, understand that, walk in it, believe it, and experience it in your generation. 
Let's look at verse 21. So Jesus gives us a understanding of how these things work. We need to have understanding of how these things work, how deliverance and God's power in his kingdom it operates. He says here in verse 21, when a strong man arms, now that's talking about the devil. That's talking about the powers of darkness. That's talking about these unseen spirits who live in darkness. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are at peace. So, we understand that Satan and his kingdom, they can do some things in the natural realm. We found out last week that Satan is the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4. He can do some things in the natural realm. He can manifest sickness and disease in the natural realm. That's not uh, something that's uncommon. We've all experienced that in our lives, as believe, even since we've been saved. We, we sometimes come under attack. But that's the natural realm. If we can understand how to walk in the spirit, we can overcome everything that Satan brings to us in the natural. In other words, if we can keep, if we can walk in the spirit and face Satan in the spirit, we will defeat him every time. But if he can keep us in the natural, focusing on natural things, he'll defeat us every time. So Jesus said, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are at peace. But verse 22 says, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him. Hallelujah. In other words, when the, when the power of God begins to manifest in the power of the Holy Spirit, every force of darkness, every force of the kingdom of darkness has to bow. It has, they have to back up. They have to give it up. They cannot stand the power of the anointed. The kingdom of God, when it shows up, it shows up in divine power and authority. And the, and the way that God operates that today is through the church, through each and every one of you. God expects us and wants us to bring deliverance to those who are captive, being, being held captive by the devil. Because we are well fortified and well able to do so because of the one who dwells on the inside of us. Again, we must, be, we must decide to become inside-minded instead of outside-minded. That's the key. We have to constantly remember that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. We have to constantly meditate on truth. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth that you know for yourself It'll set you free, and it'll set those free who you come in contact with, if you can believe it. Now, so the stronger one is Jesus Christ. The greater one is the Holy Ghost. And we have access to them and their power at our disposal, even in this broken world. Even in these physical bodies that you see here. You have power from on high. This vessel that you have has a physical body, 
has the power of God operating in it 100% of the time. Amen. Amen. But you have to know that. When you encounter bondage, when you encounter any type of bondage from, from the enemy, you must understand that you have the divine authority through Jesus Christ to set that person free just like Jesus did. He said, the works that I do shall you do also. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Don't be intimidated by, what, by, by the powers of darkness. Don't be intimidated by the foaming at the mouth <laughs> and, the, and the manifestations of the powers of darkness. Understand that they're just trying to put, uh, keep your eyes put on, on the natural. But if you can keep your eyes on the spirit, you'll win every single time. Amen. Just like Jesus did. Now, Let's go to Isaiah chapter 10. Look at something. And verse 27. Now this is Old Testament or Old Covenant, but it's referring to a new, a new covenant reality. Concerning Jesus Christ and the power of God and that same power that I'm talking about tonight, that kingdom power that I'm talking about tonight. And it shall come to pass in that day. Now, the uh, prophet is talking about in the day when Jesus Christ went to the cross, died three days and three nights in the belly of the earth and was raised from the dead. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, whose burden? Satan's burden. Satan's ability to inflict pain, sickness and disease, and the minister the curse, his burden shall be taken away. So the prophet was saying that in this dispensation that we're living in right now, because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection... We have deliverance from these burdens and from these different type of manifestations of Satan, of sickness and disease. Whether it be cancer, whether it be high blood pressure, whatever type of disease the enemy is trying to inflict upon, diabetes, all these things, are find, we find their root in the spirit realm. Okay? You have to understand that. When you understand that, and when you understand that you have authority over them in the spirit realm, it becomes very easy then for you to believe that you can, that God can use you to deliver people or deliver yourself. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, Satan's burden, shall be taken away from off your shoulder. And his yoke, the yoke of bondage, whatever it may be, the kingdom of darkness brings yokes and bondages, and his yoke from off your neck, and the Bible says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So Satan's yoke, Satan's stronghold, has not just been broken, but it, the Bible says it's been destroyed. Somebody needs to get that tonight. Something that is broken can be put back together, but something that is destroyed, it's been annihilated forever. 
So that means that every time the enemy tries to put a yoke of sickness and disease, the kingdom of, of darkness tries to put a yoke of sickness and disease, of spiritual death, of poverty and lack, you and I have a legal right to the anointing to set, to set us free. I'm going to say that again. Every time the enemy tries to put that yoke upon you, Sister Anne, you have a legal right to the anointing of Jesus Christ to set you free from whatever that yoke may be. But you must declare it, believe it, and execute the word of God concerning that. One of the, one of the main ways that the enemy keeps us in bondage is the words of our mouth. If we don't learn to speak the word, we'll never walk in this 100%. But once we begin to learn to speak what God says, say what God says concerning our physical bodies, that's half the battle. Matter of fact, I really believe that's about 80% of the battle right there, speaking the word of God and not speaking what we feel, not speaking what we see, not speaking what we see. We must begin to speak the word of God. We must believe that the Word of God is a sword in the Spirit. And it will sever every demonic stronghold. That's what the power of God, that's what the anointing will do. So those yokes have been destroyed because of the anointing. So kingdom understanding brings us kingdom freedom when we understand these things. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. And verse 38. So we're talking about, still talking about the anointing here. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So it was the anointing that Jesus had on his life that caused the burdens and the yokes to be destroyed and removed. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, if you didn't know it, you're going to know it tonight, that that same anointing that Jesus Christ operated in, in his earthly ministry, dwells within each and every one of you. Every person born again has the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God dwelling on the inside of them. That's kingdom gospel preaching right there. That no weapon formed against you and I should ever prosper. Not saying that a weapon won't be formed. Don't get me, don't misunderstand me. But the, those weapons can, should not ever prosper against us. In other words, when we stand on the word and having done our stand, therefore, the powers of darkness have no choice in the matter. They must loose us and set us free. That's simplicity. That's the gospel in simplicity, but it is the truth. Most of the time, again, the enemy defeats us because we keep our eyes on what we're going through. We keep our eyes on the physical. But we have, def Jesus has defeated Satan in the spirit realm. Okay? That's why we must keep our eyes on the spirit realm and what the word says. 
That's where the power of God is released. So the Bible says God, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost, an unseen power, and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So the kingdom of darkness, their main objective is to bring spiritual oppression to mankind. But Christ has set us free from all that. But we must execute deliverance by walking by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. So if I lay hands on you, you come for prayer for sickness and disease, and I lay hands on you, and you don't feel any differently after you walk off, don't be afraid about that. Understand that deliverance takes place first in the unseen realm. Remember when Jesus spoke to that fig tree? He said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. Then he just walked off. Because he knew that it was done. He knew that the moment he spoke to that fig tree, that fig tree began to die. Next day when they saw it, Peter saw it. He said, look, that's what that fig tree is dried up from the roots. In other words, the manifestation first happens in the unseen realm, in the spiritual realm. Okay? That's how you have to view things when you're dealing with the bondages of Satan. You have to understand that the moment you speak it, with kingdom authority, those things in the unseen realm have already bowed their knees to the word of God. You have to believe that, though, no matter what you see in the natural realm. Okay? That's the key to walking in gospel power, kingdom gospel power, is believing what the word of God says over and above your feelings. Over and above anything that you see out here in this natural realm. Because again, Jesus told us the kingdom of God is within us. Can't see it. Can't see it without observation. But it is the most powerful force in the universe. And we have it and him at our disposal. On a moment by moment basis. If we can believe it. So some of the things we've been putting up with, some of, the, some of the sicknesses that we've been putting up with, we need to go in, start all over, and begin to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to approach this with kingdom understanding. I'm going to approach this bondage with kingdom understanding. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to speak to the mountain and believe that that mountain is cast into the sea. Well, I don't see any, any change. Jesus didn't see any change to that fig tree either when he walked away, but he knew that that thing was dead. And you must know that the spiritual powers that's arrayed against you, they understand these principles. And they will obey the word of God every single time if you believe these things. That's the key. That's the, that's the key, to believe what the Word of God says concerning our victory over Satan through Jesus Christ. Okay? Let's go to 1 John, chapter 3.
This is a very powerful scripture right here because it tells us the whole reason that Jesus Christ came to the earth. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sent it from the beginning. Then it says very clearly, for this purpose, the son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. So Satan's work was to bring sin and sickness and disease. That work has been destroyed by Jesus Christ. I wish somebody could believe that. That work has been destroyed by Jesus Christ. Everything that's coming against you has already been outlawed in the spirit realm. Every form of darkness that's trying to attach itself to you from a spiritual perspective has already been defeated. But you and I have to demonstrate to the principalities and powers God's manifold wisdom. Scripture tells us that. We are to demonstrate to Satan and the powers of darkness that we know that they're defeated. So when they bring bondage, when they bring sin, when they bring sickness to us, we must address them immediately with an understanding that we know that Jesus Christ has already destroyed and defeated them. And when you, and when you do that, when you understand that, they'll go and pick on somebody who doesn't know. That's just how it works. I say that's how it works. It's just, we complicate these things. We spend 15, 20 minutes screaming at demons. You don't have to scream at the devil. You just must use your authority. Let him know that you know that that bondage shouldn't be there. That the kingdom of God has shown up. And that they must back off. That's, that's operating in power and authority. Kingdom power and authority. That's what the church has been lacking. A clear understanding that we have been set free forever. Colossians chapter 1. Let's go there. Ooh, I tell you, this is good preaching. If you ain't getting no help, I'm getting some help. I tell you, Jesus, Jesus. Who had delivered us, Jesus, that's talking about Jesus, who had delivered us from the power or the authority of darkness. So everything that Satan would try to bring into our lives that is of the curse, Scripture says we have, he has, God, Jesus Christ has already delivered us from those things and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we've been delivered from the power of darkness, the power of Satan and and bondage. And so we don't have to experience those things in our life because we've been delivered. Okay? We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness where, before we got born again, where we all lived. And translated into the kingdom of God's dear son where kingdom deliverance is our portion 100% of the time. 
And I keep using that term 100% of the time because it is. But a lot of times, like I said, we don't see the deliverance 100% of the time because Scripture says my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding. Um, again, I think about Israel and their, their dealings with God. And the old covenant promised them supernatural deliverance. Uh, but most of the, a lot of the time they would experience it from time to time. But a lot of times they go back into idolatry and they lose out. They have great victories, then they have great defeats. I don't believe that the defeats were ever the will of God for them. I believe that what, what would happen is they would take their eyes off of the word. They would take their eyes off of the covenant. And when, 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 when they did that, it opened the door for the kingdom of darkness to come in and, break, and wreak havoc upon their lives. Because they were living in idolatry, they were living in sin, they were living outside of the will of God. Israel was so far away from experiencing and walking in those promises that when Jesus showed up, they didn't even recognize him. When the word showed up, they didn't even recognize him. The Pharisees who should have known him didn't even know who he was. Because their, their eyes were never, had veered from the deliverance of the word of God. And I'm here to tell you tonight, the church of Jesus Christ, we need to get our eyes back on the word. Back on the covenant. Back on what God says. And then we will experience the supernatural like God wants us to in our generation. Divine freedom from these things. And uh, a witness to the world, the broken, lost world out there, that life. And liberty is found only in Jesus Christ. So we, we, we have to understand that these things are the will of God for us. The things I'm preaching tonight, these are the will of God for us. But we've been walking in darkness for so long, or carnality for so long, and a watered-down gospel for so long, when the truth shows up, we don't even see it. We don't want to be like Israel. We want to accept the truth so that the truth can make us free. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 12. This is an awesome scripture right here. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. This is Jesus talking. <clears throat> he says, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So everything I'm preaching tonight, it's the Father's pleasure that we experience them. It, it, it was never God's will for any of us to live under the privileges of the covenant. The only reason that we do, again, is because our eyes have veered off the truth. So it pleases God to give his family kingdom authority over the powers of darkness. It pleases him. That's what Jesus said. It pleased the Father. Is, it's his good pleasure to give unto you the kingdom benefits. Hallelujah. God's not holding anything back. 
The only thing God is holding back is his glory. He said, I'll share my glory with nobody. But he says, everything else, if I spared not my son, how shall I, he not with him also freely give us all things? Kingdom authority, kingdom power, kingdom deliverance. Walking in this earth in divine authority over the powers of darkness. Let's go back to Colossians and let's look at verse uh, chapter 2. Verse 6, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord. How many of y'all have received him as Lord and Savior? As you have therefore received Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk ye in him. In other words, walk with an understanding of who you are in Christ. Walk ye in him. Walk in his power. Walk in his anointing. Walk in his victory. Experience him because you are joint heir with him. Amen. Verse seven. This is how you do it. Rooted and built up in him, not in yourself, but built up in him. Hallelujah. Built up in the word, built up in faith, built up with an understanding that these things have been freely given to you. That, like the old covenant said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That same covenant says the same thing for us. Okay? Rooted and built up in him, established or established in the faith. We, we're not easily moved away from these things. When trouble comes, we don't run the other direction. We, we, we're like David. We run toward our Goliath. We don't, we don't shake in fear. We stand and haven't done our stand. We take uh, the challenges of life and the difficulties of life and we eat them. Hallelujah. They're food for us. Hallelujah. We begin to accept what God says that uh, no man shall be able to stand before us. No demon shall be able to stand before us all the days of our life. As he was with Jesus, so will he be with us. Glory to God. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. You know, Pastor Goodluck taught me so much. My God. He would, he would, this kind of preaching like this, I mean, he, he, he just loved it. Because he knew that this was our portion. He said often, this is our portion. This is, this is what God wants us to experience in our generation. And we, we were taught that. We've been taught that. This church teaches that. That we are in him and he is in us. And that, that the curse, though it's in the world, it has no power over us. When we begin to exercise this divine authority over it in him. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy or vain deceit. And that's what happens a lot of times. People get in our head and uh, turn us away from what the Bible actually says. I, I call it a watered down version of the gospel. 
saying that, you know, these things should be. These sickness and disease is the will of God. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. That thing that's, that's coming against you. Yeah, it's coming against you, but it was never meant to stay. The blood of Jesus has defeated it and given us victory over it. Or after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Glory to God. In verse 10, and you are complete in him. In other words, my mind has to come, become renewed to this though. Everything that Jesus is, I am also. We're one with him right now. I said we are one with him right now. You're an heir of his right now. Everything that belongs to him belongs to you. We're complete in him. Nothing else, listen to me now, nothing else has to be done from a spiritual perspective. It's all been done. The Bible says we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. All we have to do is overcome these carnal minds and this flesh that speaks against these things, that tries to talk us out of these wonderful truths. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. If Jesus is the head over them, so are we. I say, if Jesus is the head over the, over the devil, then so are you. Glory to God. Let's look at verse 13. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, talking about that's before you got born again, hath he made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers. Hallelujah. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know God has always had authority over the devil? Always. He's always had authority. He did not need to get authority for himself over the devil. He got authority over the devil so you and I can have authority over the devil in Jesus' name. That's why he went to the cross. That's why he was raised from the dead. That's why he has already, we're, we're seated together. God sees us seated together with him in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named. Not only, doesn't matter what the, the name of that sickness is. Doesn't matter the name of that bondage is. You've been raised up above that through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is kingdom preaching I'm talking about tonight. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't you let that yoke stay anymore. Don't you let that bondage command it to loose you and let it go. Speak to the in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus. Command Satan. Let him know that you know. You have been delivered and set free forever. 
that heart disease that has grabbed a hold to you. And the devil has lied to you and told you that you got to live with it. You don't have to live with it. You can be set free tonight. That diabetes, the devil is a liar. That diabetes that the doctor has said is in your generations has a family curse. Tonight you can be severed from it forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray tonight. Father God, we come to you tonight. We thank you, God, that we are your children Bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for this holy access to your divine throne. We are those, O oh God, who have been given an understanding by the Spirit of God. Our freedom in Christ. Our kingdom privileges tonight. And whatever bondage, whatever curse, Whatever the powers of darkness have tried to put upon us, tonight we declare and decree our freedom. We speak to that poverty spirit, that lack spirit. We speak to that, that spirit that tells us that we are less than, hallelujah. And we declare our freedom from them in Jesus' name. Satan, we, do, we come against you in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we command you to let go and loose us in the name of Jesus. We curse you in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. We, we, we come against you in the root. And we curse you. We curse the root of that thing tonight. In Jesus' name. And we declare our deliverance, Father. And, we, and you're glorified and Jesus is glorified. No more sickness. No more fear. No more poverty. We are free. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lift your hands to him and give him praise. Let him know that you know. Let him know that you know. Let him know that you've been redeemed. Let him know that you've been delivered tonight. Tonight is your night. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you.